What if healing cancer didn't have to be so overwhelming and confusing? What if you could access a higher level of consciousness to accelerate healing? And what if you had a clear roadmap to follow, a path to lead you out of the fear and uncertainty? Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Deming. As an oncologist who's cared for thousands of patients, let me guide you safely through the fog. My Six Pillars of Healing Cancer workshop series is now available, and it's not too late to join. Choose from a range of powerful workshops, each designed to support your healing journey, covering nutrition, emotional well-being, hydration, physical practices, the mind-body connection, and spirituality. Select only the workshops that align with you, or for a limited time, buy the entire bundle and enjoy significant savings. Don't miss this proven holistic roadmap to clarity and deep inner calm to support your healing process. Check the link in this episode's description to learn more and sign up today. Remember, you've got this. You're listening to the Born to Heal podcast with Dr. Katie Deming. On today's episode, we are talking about feeling down at the end of treatment. And this is something that I was never trained on or never really understood very well, but it's something that I have come to understand through caring for thousands of people with cancer. And that is that when you finish treatment, sometimes people feel really anxious and down and that this is quite common. So on this episode, I want to talk about why does this happen and what are the things that you can do to navigate through this period and really help yourself feel better. So stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the episode on what to expect at the end of treatment. And even if you're not at the end of treatment or, you know, you're just starting your journey, this episode is going to help you because some of the things that I see at the end of treatment are related to how people are managing and processing through the course of their treatment. So actually hearing the things that I'm going to talk about on this episode could help you at any point during your journey. So I just want to be clear that this is not only for people who are finishing their treatment. This is for anyone because there are things that you can learn to help improve your chances of not experiencing this at the end of treatment. So I think on social media, you will see videos of people ringing the bell or celebrating as they finish their treatment and they've got big smiles and they're so happy. And you expect that you're going to feel elated when you finish your treatment. But then you don't. You feel anxious, depressed, and apathetic. So What's going on if you feel this way? And in my experience of caring for thousands of patients now, this experience of feeling anxious or down at the end of treatment is quite common. And in fact, 25% of patients with cancer will experience depression, like clinical depression, after their treatment. But we don't talk about this very much. 
And so when I first noticed this phenomenon, I started asking my patients how they're feeling as they prepared to finish treatment. And I was noticing that where people were feeling anxious and sad, but I just wanted to start asking, like, you know, is this common? What's happening? And what was interesting is that most of my patients would put on a smile and say, oh, I'm great. I'm excited to be done. But when I offered to them, you know, some people feel anxious or down at the end of the treatment. And I just want you to know that if you have those feelings, it's completely normal. Then all of a sudden I would get a flood of tears and words like, oh, thank God for saying that. I thought something was wrong with me. And I'm going to, you know, outline in this uh, episode, what is happening here and, and then what to do about it. But I actually want to stop here because I, I, I think this is a huge learning for opportunity for me as a healer or as a physician. And what I realized is that if I just asked, how are you feeling about finishing treatment or other open-ended questions, my patients were likely to say that they were fine or doing great. And it wasn't until I opened the door for the possibility that they may be feeling down, that they opened up and and shared what was really going on for them. And I, I think this is a good lesson for those of us who are in the healing profession, um, is that our patients often say everything is fine, even when it's not. And so it's important for us to open the door to talk about something that we know may come up, like feeling down or anxious at the end of the treatment. And so now for me, it's my practice to share with my patients around the range of emotions that they may experience as they finish their treatment. And and I tell them, you know, some people are really excited and relieved but then some aren't. And so just knowing that it's normal um, is really helpful for my patients. And often like they'll cry because they're like, thank you for saying this because I was wondering what was wrong with me. And so I wanted to say that because this has been a lesson for me um, as a provider. You know, how do I support my patients and how do I help them with some of these things that I know may come up for them? And, you know, some patients are so excited to be done with treatment, and I love that, and I'm so happy for that. And then for those that aren't, I want them to know that that's normal too, and then give them support to help them through this time period. So what is going on? Why do people feel anxious and down at the end of treatment? And if you think about it, during treatment, you are so focused and physically taxed from surviving and enduring the treatments, whether that be surgery or radiation or chemotherapy, that you don't have the time or the energy to process the emotional aspect of your diagnosis. So you're diagnosed with cancer, or honestly, this could apply to anything. If you have something 
else going on. You're diagnosed and immediately you're in doing mode of like, okay, what do I have to do? And a lot of patients see like chemotherapy as a marathon. They're like, I just got to get through it. And then everything's going to be great on the other side when I cross this finish line. And so you're just surviving. It's kind of like when you have final exams. So I remember in college that I would just go and just go and go and go and go and go. And then I finish the final exams and then I just like collapse and be exhausted. And it's kind of the same thing that you just don't have the physical or mental energy to really process the emotional aspect of your cancer diagnosis during active treatment. The second thing is during treatment, your support system is rallied around you, doing the things, helping you, whether it's bringing meals or doing rides or, you know, and I understand that actually some people have smaller support systems, but in general, having those people around you who want to help, that's all happening during treatment. People rally around and they're supporting you and you have that. And then the other thing that happens during treatment is that you're actively doing something to treat your condition and your medical team is constantly around you. So you feel like you're doing something and you've got this support that you need. But as you end your treatment, what happens is that you start to regain your physical energy and you have more time. So as you're finishing these active treatments, your body's starting to recover. So you have a little bit more physical energy. You have more time and space. And all of a sudden you're confronted with the emotional aspect of your diagnosis. And you start to feel all the feelings that you were too tired to feel before. And so it's quite common that people have this, you know, kind of rise of emotions. And if you're not aware that this might happen, sometimes you can't even identify that it's emotions. You just feel anxious. You're just like, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel uncomfortable. But if you sit with it, what you'll find is that there's so many emotions that come up around having a diagnosis of cancer or other illness. And so it could be grief, could be fear, sadness, anger, frustration, disbelief. And so these are all coming up. And in the way that they often show up is that you just start feeling really uncomfortable and anxious. Okay. So that's one thing that's happening is that now that you're finishing and have more energy, the emotional aspect of the treatment is coming up. The second thing is that that support system that was there surrounding you doing all the things, you may feel like your support system of friend, fa- friends and family and loved ones are tapped out from supporting you through treatment and that they expect you to be back to quote unquote normal now that you've finished treatment. Okay. Another thing is that you're no longer doing something something actively to treat the disease. And so that can feel uncomfortable, like, well, I'm not doing something now. So what does that mean about my, you know, cancer? Have I done enough? Have I, you know, and there's all this uncertainty without the doing that you've been used to doing now for months or even maybe up to a year. 
Um, and then lastly, you know, people are like, okay, well now your life can go back to normal. And you're realizing normal, like what is normal after all of this? And so there really is no going back to quote unquote normal or whatever you had before the diagnosis. And so these are the things that are coming up as you finish your treatment. And so for me, when I realized all of this that was happening, it made absolute sense why my patients felt anxious and were starting to get kind of, you know, down and depressed at the end of the treatment. And so I want to share with you what I say to my patients at this point in their journey so that you can use this information to navigate through this period um, of your care. And the first thing is that I want you to allow yourself to feel all the feelings. The emotions that are coming up now have likely been with you through this whole process but you've pushed them down because you didn't have the time or energy to process them. And if you don't process them now, they will stay with you and they will come up in other ways that may be less appropriate, like snapping at your family or feeling out of sorts over no reason at all. And so it's important to take this time and allow yourself to feel the feelings and process them. And in uh, episode two, I taught the feel exercise, and this is a way to process your emotions. This is a great time to really lean into using that process um, of processing and experiencing the emotions that are coming up. The second thing is that this is a great time to call in your troops and specifically those people, you know, there are different people in your life who are good at supporting you in different ways. And so maybe during treatment, the people who are really organized and like to do the things were good support system. But when you're calling in your support for this time period in your recovery, it's really great to call in those people who are um, great at emotional support. So these are the ones who you can talk to, who you can tell anything that you don't have to protect them. Um, because the last thing you want to do is to be around people that then you have to protect them from what you're experiencing and feeling. And so finding those people who are really good at listening and can support you through this period is really important. And preparing your support system um, to let them know that you, even though you finished treatment, you now are going to have this emotional aspect that's coming up and that it would be really helpful to have their support during that time. And this is also a time when I offer cancer counseling referrals for my patients. So oftentimes patients say during treatment, they're like, I can't handle another appointment, even though I think I might want to see a counselor, I can't do it because I'm just overwhelmed. And so this is a time when I often find my patients are ready to, number one, deal with the emotional aspect of it because they have more time, but then also, you know, are more able to get into um, an appointment with a cancer counselor. And so if this is something that is available to you, I really encourage you to take advantage of that as well. The third thing is do not rush back into life as usual. 
give yourself an on-ramp back into your life. Everything while you've been going through treatment has been functioning with less of you, right? So you've been kind of pulled out in order to be able to do your treatments. And I know that the instinct for most of us is to rush back in and actually do more to make up what for what you haven't been able to do during treatment. But you'll do best if you take a little time to take care of yourself before you go back to business as usual. And an example of this, um, of what it can look like to create like this on-ramp and a little bit of space um, comes from one of my patients who recently completed treatment. And she's like the most delightful young woman. She is a mom. She has three children who are very young and is also a teacher. And she's used to, you know, being super mom and balancing everything and going 100 miles per hour. And she was excited because her treatment was going to finish like two days before she needed to be back in the classroom for the school year. And she'd already missed, you know, half of last year and didn't want her new students to start the year without their teacher and and kind of had all this worry around that and was like, you know, I'm so excited. I'm going to finish treatment. I'm going to be able to go straight back into work. But when I talked to her about this concept of creating a little bit of space for rest and recovery before she jumped back in, at first she was like, oh, I can't do it. But then as she was able to sit with it, she created a plan where she had a substitute teacher come in for the first two weeks. She really, you know, helped get that substitute teacher set up. And she took two weeks where her own children had gone back into school. So she had time during the day where she could nap and she could rest. And she had two weeks of that before she entered back into the classroom. And when I saw her back in follow-up, she thanked me because she said, I would have never done that. But now I realize I really needed that in order to show up fully in my classroom when I went back. And so I just encourage you to think about ways that you can create an on-ramp where you're giving yourself some rest after your treatment is finished before you jump in back into your work. And then the next thing is remember that your treatment is over because you've done everything you need to do and you do not need more treatment or to see your doctors all the time. And so your doctors cutting you loose is is a sign that actually you've done all the things. And so when your mind brings up like but wait, I'm not doing anything, remind yourself Oh, I've done the work. I've done the treatment. I've done everything that I needed to do. And now my job is to rest and to take care of myself. Okay. So that like, you know, separation from your treatments and your doctors and your team is actually a sign that you're moving into a recovery phase and reminding yourself of that, that, oh, I don't need them like I did before because I've done all the things and now I'm ready to rest and take care of myself. And then finally, there is no going back to quote unquote normal. This, I don't have to tell you this, but this experience has changed you. And 
If you haven't listened to episode four of the podcast, I would go back and listen to that. That one is on opportunity in crisis, but you are in a special place right now where you have the opportunity to create something new for your life. And so don't rush in to try to get things back to normal. Take time, reflect and dream. What do you want in your life now? This is a unique time where you get to choose what your life looks like and that nobody's going to question you taking time and reflecting and saying, gosh, you know, this experience has really changed the way I see my life and, and what I want. So um, I hope that this is helpful for you. This is actually such a common conversation that I have with patients and, you know, like I said, if you're earlier in your treatment and you know that this is potentially coming, you can use this information to be processing your emotions and creating space and preparing your support system earlier on so that this off-ramp into recovery is smoother for you. So I am so grateful to each and every one of you for tuning in and listening And I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey, this is Dr. Katie Deming, and thank you for listening to the Born to Heal podcast. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and loved ones. Help me create more impact around the world. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and visit katiedeming.com for more information on how to work with me.